Good evening. Welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and tonight, into tonight's edition of Springboard, your virtual university. It's the month of December, the very first day of the month of December, and it's exactly 30 days more to the end of the year 2019. This is the platform where your personal value is enriched on a weekly basis. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your superstition Joy 99.7 FM. The broadcast is made possible by the kind courtesy of MTN Ghana's number one network, Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank, and our print media partner, The Graphic Business. Thank you for joining us on Joy FM and also on Facebook. My name is Albert Okran, and on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, chaired by Comfort with support from Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, Emmanuel, and Jojo, I welcome you to our end-of-year series called The Leader's Digest. This is the platform where we bring or we engage change makers, especially in the corporate space, our areas of interest, their vision, their values, their choices, and their learnings. We'll shortly be talking to our guest for tonight. Our big question for, for you, our listeners today, what is the biggest leadership lesson of your life? Somebody says, don't challenge your boss. <laughs> what is the biggest leadership lesson of your life? And how did you find out that lesson? Was it, was it informed by your reading? Was it informed by teaching? Or it was informed by experience? Reading, teaching, observation, or experience? What's the biggest leadership lesson of your life? Send it by WhatsApp to 0244340437. is the number to send your thoughts to about the one big lesson that you have learned about leadership or send it to 0249999555. In our Data is King segment today, Amos will ask a probing question about the alignment between your personal and your public values. You don't want to miss that one. In our Game Changer segment, Comfort to help us look at how Tesla broke all the rules and smashed the record with his cyber truck. It's all about being unconventional as a leader. Let me say a big good evening to Governor Ernest Addison of the Bank of Ghana and your family, including my my classmate and friend, Joseph Addison, the man they call Jade, plays the keyboard with his eyes closed. The, uh, you lost your father, and as you prepare to lay him to rest, may you find strength in the Lord tonight. Also to you, Mrs. Wisha Anno, and to Prophet Christopher Yawano, you lost your mother, that is Wishano's mother, Janet Isiku, a couple of weeks ago. And this is a prayer for you for strength as well. And, all, and to all your siblings, Felicia, Mavis, Aaron, Elsie, and Harold, may the strength of the Lord be your portion. Let's get a show underway with our, our quote for the day. And comfort. let's find out what is the quote for the day today. Well, today's quote comes from self-development expert Jim Ron. He says a, a good objective of leadership is to help those who are doing poorly to do well and to help those who are doing well to do even better. So my, my, when he said those who are po- being poorly, poorly to do well, I, yeah. I thought about our midfield today. In fact, <laughs> I coach myself that he's not a leader. <laughs> so this definition seems to focus entirely on people and their development and use that as a measure of how well a leader is doing. Some we want to talk about organizational progress and other things. Why will the focus 
in this instance be solely on, on, on people and their output as a measure of leadership success? Well, you know, usually when you when you um, looking at leadership um, series, you is a is a case of looking at different aspects of leadership. And James' um, point is simply that every single person needs to improve. And so, if you have someone like a, somebody who is a proponent of the multiplier effects, suggesting that a 10% increase in the work of every individual handling a key role has the cumulative effects of not just being 10%, but can actually cumulate to become about a 100% increase or, or, or improvement across board. <coughs> so it, it, it helps if every individual in an organization plays or tries to improve him or herself daily. Right. So yeah, what you're saying is that if in an organization seeking to make an improvement, if HR improved by 10%, yeah. finance improved by 10%, estates improved by 10%, cumulatively by the comp, it's almost like compound interest. Definitely. By it the multiplier effect. What yeah. you are saying is that in the end, when you add on each of them, it ultimately becomes a 100% improvement in the output of the organization. Definitely. All right, so that's the leadership quote for you. Let me repeat it. It says a good objective of leadership is to help those who are doing poorly to do well and those who are doing well to do even better. I'm going to ask my guest for tonight her, her perspective on this quote. And maybe I'll ask her who are those doing well in her office and who are those who are not doing well so she measures their, their names. All right, so today it's about, it's about the, the leadership lesson, your biggest leadership lesson for today. Send it to us, 024 Nine 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 five five five. Did you bite more than you could chew, or did you uh, overpromise and underdeliver? What is your big leadership lesson tonight? Our guest is the CEO of Saham Insurance, Mrs. Mabel Nanayakwa Publish. She's our guest for tonight. Let's find out from her. Her her vision, her values. Her learnings and the learnings include the the choices include the the good ones and the bad ones, and then definitely the learnings that she has gleaned from them. Mabel, welcome to Springboard. Thank you very much, Albert and Comfort. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Right. So tonight you are on the floor. We're going to find out about what you like have learned, <laughs> <laughs> what you've learned on your journey as a leader, and what we can glean for the benefit of our listeners. Our listeners include people who are. At the very highest level of leadership, who will be comparing notes, people who are climbing up the ladder, who will be learning from you, so they avoid the mistakes you made, and people who are at the very beginning saying, "Oh, so that's what leadership is all about." Let's see how we can talk to all of them. Let's start first before we even get to the the call about the. Let's start with the point that Jim Ron made. Mm. So he says, "A leader helps those who are doing poorly to do well." Mm. And those who are doing well to do even better. Will that be one of the things that you focus on as a leader? Um, yes and no. And yes, because especially with those who are doing poorly, there are people who will be doing poorly, and no matter how much you help them, they do not grow from that stage. And in that stage, sometimes you just need to cut your losses and move on. But I believe in the principle that when people are doing at least help them to grow, help them to make the steps, help them to learn what they're not doing right. And then those who are doing better, of course, like you said, if everybody is adding 5% every day, 10% every day, then we are going towards the success. We're going towards a vision. Um, if some of those are doing minus two as well, then you need to take a decision. 
There are some who believe that people who do not do well in one fair may not necessarily be not good, but Absolutely. they may be more suited to another place. So helping them out is actually a favor that you are doing them. Do you, do you believe that as, uh, one, as absolutely. well? Absolutely. Um, sometimes co- people don't fit in certain cultures. So depending on the culture of the company, the person in their personality doesn't fit within the culture. That person could fit in another culture which suits their personality. So you'd find, depending on the kind of organization, you find companies that are a bit relaxed and are easygoing with work and stuff. So for for a company like that, the person who is also laid back a little bit and easygoing might fit in and probably actually succeed and, and, and do good. If you put the same person in, in an environment where it is pretty much performance, performance, and KPIs, Rigid. KPIs, they are likely not to fit within that space. So right. it, it, you're right. You might not fit in every every company based on the culture of the company. Right. So now you're talking about the individual personality as well as the corporate personality. Absolutely. Let's explore your individual person. What kind of person is Mabel? For somebody who's trying to get to know you, what kind of person are you? What excites you? What <laughs> what what annoys you? What what inspires you? Give okay. us a sense of who you are. I think first of all, I'd say that um, I'm first a Christian. I believe that whatever I do, and my whole being is because God has allowed it to happen. And so I give him thanks for that. Um, secondly, in terms of work, I, I, I work with very... Um, some very few principles and I, I, I say that integrity is one I can't see how you can be a leader and say one thing and do something else and so for me you must, you must walk your talk and that's critical for me in everything I do I must be able to say something and you will trust that what I've said is what I'm going to do so that's important performance is key at the end of the day I mean What's, what, where are we going if we are not focused on performance? And so that's also important to me. And um, I'm sure my husband will be very surprised at this one, but family is also very important to me. But why would he be uh, surprised? You think she likes work, work, work too I much? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good evening to you, Della. I want to tell you officially that I've lost faith in Oligona Sosha. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about that one another day. <laughs> All right. So, so, yes. so, so far, you see, integrity, performance, family. Yes. Will, will these be the three blocks of, of... I would say those are the three blocks of my life, as in if I put social and corporate together. 13 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. If you just joined us, my guest is Mabel Publis, CEO of Sam Insurance. On our Leaders Digest series, she's opening the series for us, helping us to understand her vision her values, her choices that she's made. And she's mentioned one choice already, um, uh, my brother Della. And I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you the song that she played when she was coming into the wedding. Oh, my goodness. It was He Lives in Me. And that is why she's on Springboard. She played that song when she was coming into the hall for the wedding. But as for the song that she was coming in for the reception, that's what if I see it. <laughs> if, you are, if you are somewhere tonight, you may lead to a proposal. The song was Write Your Name Across My Heart. Hey! hey. How, many, how, how many years ago was that? 11 actually 11 years ago yeah, so that was 11 about last two, month 2008 yeah 2008 I've been coming to you alright so let's go to the, the the what kind of person do you find yourself? you know I hear all leaders if you leave them alone will employ the same kind of person always mm. not because they need that but because in the in the eyes of their mind, yes. they always are looking for a certain kind of person for reasons that is best known to them. 
Okay. If you look at your person, mm. what kinds of people do you tend to hire? Or do you tend to look out for promote or celebrate? Okay, so I think that you you must be intelligent in some way to to for for you to be attractive to me and be a bit more have a bit more depth in how you look at things. And I'll tell you the story. Um, in almost the last two or three places I have worked, I've always had a challenge with my board when I am choosing my executives. And the reason is that they always believe that the people must come from the industry. And I believe otherwise. There are certain roles that, yes, the person must come from the industry, but the, there are other roles that I think, you know what, if you brought someone from outside the industry, they come with a fresh set of eyes, a fresh way of thinking. And that breeds innovation within the company. So I look out for that when, when I'm looking at people. What is it that you bring to the? What is that unique thing that you as a person will bring to the team to to contribute to where we are going um, as a team and and for me that's critical i read a, a quotation about leadership from steve jobs and he says leadership is only one word innovation uh. would you say that innovation is so big for you in the way you think and lead and do things it is relatively big as in well i will just oppose that to performance like i said right so intelligence, depth, and you sometimes look for outliers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. Outlier, I mean, the outliers always add on. They add on the icing on the cake. You need that to bring new life into the business. Otherwise, you you, you become static, you, and companies have to be dynamic. You need to change. Talking about to. static, I read, I read a quote from from the book on wisdom by Pastor Mensah Otabel who suggests that mm-hmm. As a rule, every individual must reinvent themselves every three years, maximum every five years, or you become obsolete. Do you share that thought? Absolutely. I mean, whether it's in your social life, whether it's in your career, whether it's family, whether it's even how you look, your brand, you, you need something fresh and new every time to keep you going or to keep you to be in tune with the world. Otherwise, you become so flat. And when you become flat, you can't stick out of the pack. Right. So it's important, and I completely agree with that. Let me find out from you. So in your in your case, mm-hmm. as a person, how what are some of the things that you believe must be done to reinvent yourself? What are the things that you do to, to make yourself relevant and like, <laughs> always on top of the ball? What, 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 what would it be? I'm sure everybody's saying something else. Everybody who knows me is saying them. I mean, I think I, I love... Um, I don't want to say fashion, but I love to 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 present myself in a certain way, and I look out to to do that consistently because I think it gives me some level of contentment when I do that. In all the stress, that that helps. That's one. Number two is that I I've always tried to do something new. So if you look at my career, I've spanned over a, a number of industries. I've done social marketing, which is not for government. I went into health insurance. I've done life insurance. I've done non-life insurance. I've done pensions. And all of that was basically to just give me that fresh fresh start or the fresh challenge or something new to do that will keep me going and, and, and make life just a little bit more exciting than just doing the same thing every day consistently. You bring me to a very interesting point because I believe in a certain there, there, there's two schools of thoughts. Let me use football, which may not be your your, your thing to explain it. But 
you just made a point that I, I sent my mind to two theories. So there is the Ryan Giggs and Steven Gerrard theory. They believe that you must play for one team for 20 years and become a legend in that place. So you find that Steven Gerrard played for Liverpool all his life. Ryan Giggs played for Manchester United all his life. Then you will find the Zlatan Ibrahimovic model. <laughs> Zlatan has played for about eight teams in his life and he's like a legend or maybe the Ronaldo model. Oh. Ronaldo probably three, four, but Zlatan eight different teams. He's looking for his ninth team, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, he's a legend in all of them. Do, do you find yourself going to the first or to the second school of thought? I think in the middle, a bit. somewhere and, in the middle. And and I'll I'll say this because in, in my in my um, in my role, it, you're basically doing the same things but in different settings. So. You, you are still the leader in a non-life company. You're still the leader in a life company. But what you're doing is different, even though... Sorry, the context is different, even though what you're doing is basically relatively the same, but you're doing it in a different context, which makes it interesting and challenging as well. It is 20 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. If you just joined us, we are breaking up the values, the vision, the principles, the thoughts, the personality of Mabel Publicity of Saham Insurance. And for those who like writing notes on Springboard, you meet me in town and you say, we wrote notes and we missed out one point. So I'm going to give you all the points so you write them to, you write them down. And you can find this podcast and listen to it over and over again. I found out that Monday, 10 o'clock, the Springboard sounds even nicer than Sunday, 7 p.m. So please listen to this again tomorrow at 10. So number one, Mabel says, faith is her number one anchor and her three lead values are integrity she says walk your talk and then performance and then family also she says that when she's hiring she tends to look at three different things one intelligence two depth and three the person who has thoughts that are outlying in nature whether you are internal or external your thought patterns must sometimes go outside the conventional way of thinking she said that to reinvent herself, the first one is the way she packages herself. And I can tell you she's wearing a black dress with some some white or cream something. I don't know what they call Bow. it. On the shoulder. Bow. <laughs> Bow on the shoulder. Okay, so that's it. Um, so that's, that's personal <laughs> dressing or packaging or presentation is important. But even more importantly, she likes taking on a new challenge and she's given us different industries that she's worked in, different fields of endeavor that she's gained experience from. We'll be exploring some of them as we go along. My next question is about the model of the model of career development. The one place, one job model versus the ever-changing model. She says she's somewhere in between. Which one are you in? Are you in the gigs, gigs? Um, Gerard model or you are in the Zlatan model, the number to send your thoughts to either write on our Facebook trail or send it to 024999555 What is your greatest fear um, Middle, what's your greatest fear in life? In life or in my in work? In everything what's your greatest fear as a leader, as a person as in life, what's your greatest fear? Failing, I think. The fear of failure why? I I don't know, but I I I struggle to deal with with failure, and I think that's why I put it. Sometimes I I feel like I put a lot of stress on myself just to be able to deliver, um, uh, and and that sometimes doesn't go too well when it comes to to family, because then I get to sacrifice family for the <laughs> delivery. Uh, well. That's you, why I, I said my I I made my earlier comment that my husband would be like uh uh uh. uh, uh. <laughs> 
I feel like putting him on the line to find out whether what you're saying is true. But but let me let me let me find out from you. Um, when when you talk about about failure, have you failed before? Oh yes, a few times. It's it's part of life. You cannot not fail in it, life. If failure is such a part of life, then why are you so scared of it? Unfortunately, I I think that you. Um, you see, I've set myself that vision of you must deliver. And so when that delivery is not happening, then it's, it, becomes, it becomes difficult for me to just take that. And so I, everybody around me starts feeling the pressure as well because we have to deliver. So I know that my, my team sometimes think that I am there. I'll come for a staff meeting next time and find out from them without <laughs> without your input which model they think you are. Are you the Margaret Thatcher model or, or, no, or which no. model of leadership? Yeah, definitely no matter Teresa. You don't look like one. No. All right. It's 23 minutes past the hour of, of 7 o'clock. This is the Leaders Digest um, series on Springboard, your virtual university. And my guest is Mabel Publicity of Sam Insurance, helping us to unpack her life, her leadership, her thoughts, her vision, her choices, and of course, her learnings from them. Let me find out from you, Mabel, what's the worst decision you have ever made? I can tell you my, the worst decision I made, but which one is your worst? <laughs> I told my mother my childhood crush. Oh. And she came to my class and announced it. I never forgive her till now. She's 80. 81. I'm still not forgiving her. No, please forgive her. I was, I was 8 years old. Oh, my goodness. 8 years old. Yes. Well, you know, when you're a child, you begin to have all, know, all some right? kinds of funny ideas. I know. And I told her, do you know what? One day when I grew up, I married this girl. this girl. And, then, and she came to class and announced it. My mother was my head teacher. I never forgive her. Oh, okay. Now I understand. <laughs> but I told that was going to happen. How would I know at age 8? All right. Yeah, what was the worst, worst mistake, decision. the worst decision you've ever made? Oh dear, it's a tough one. <laughs> That's really a tough one. I've never thought about that actually. Because you make decisions every day. And yeah. And, All right. And Let yeah. me help you by finding out somebody who knows oh my the worst decision you have made. I'm going to put the person on the line now because I, I need to find it out from somebody. If you can't remember, let me find out from your former boss. He knows. Hello, oh, sir. Good, good evening. Good evening. This is Alex Bamfo, yeah, Alex. your mentor and former boss at GSMF. Alex, how are you, sir? Hello, how? I'm fine. So, Mabel is here saying some very nice things about her life and about her values and she's telling us a perfect picture of her life, but you will know because you brought her to GSMF and you are her mentor and her boss. Tell me, what kind of person is Mabel? She's dynamite. In short, I mean, it's one of my biggest prides and joy. Um, very focused. Very results-oriented. Um, believes in hard work. Awesome. Couldn't have done anything other than that, um, and also believing in the three hours, you know, um, this is uh, 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 results oriented, results focused, and results achieved. Give me the three hours, hours again. Results oriented, results, results focused, results oriented, results focused, results achieved. Um, results, Mr. results, results. Mr. Bamford, one of the things that I try to find out from leaders who 
who mentor people who go on to become leaders. I tried to take them to the very beginnings. What did you see about Mabel at the very inception? Probably when you hired her or when you met her for the first time. What do you see? Well, well, actually, she came to me first as an intern. It was a friend of mine who recommended that, okay, she comes to do work as an intern. But you asked Mabel the first thing I told her when she walked in. I'm sure she would. Uh, I'm sure she. I'm sure she remembers because she tells me she remembers it vividly. She, she said she remembers it. Maybe, what, what, what did he say? This, you are not going to be a passenger. <laughs> I am. I don't tolerate passengers here. So if you're going to come work here, you better be serious and deliver. Wow. If, 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 first day at work. First day. Alex, I hear, I hear you told her she, she cannot be a passenger in the place, and you will not tolerate people who are passengers. Well, but she'll tell you. I tell them that we don't need passengers. We only need drivers. If there are passengers, there are too many of them on the road. So this intern walks into your place. And so did you see a driver in her? I mean, what, what did you see about her that made you think she could become a driver? I didn't even look at her face. I just told her that. And she tells me she went and sat down. She was shivering all over the place. And then she decided that I'll show this man. I'll show him that I can do it. Well, she showed me, and she's better off for it. Mr. Bamford, before you before you go, I know I know you I know we are talking about Mabel here, and and yeah. you as a leader are celebrating her for her contribution and for your observations yeah. uh, as a person. But this program is also focused on, as it were, providing a platform, providing some thoughts for emerging leaders to learn from. So we are learning from learning from Mabel, but also let's pick up from you one big leadership lesson that you want to drop for all emerging leaders listening tonight. Say, be honest. Transparent, be results focused, and don't let any of the passengers sway you along the way. You are the driver. Honesty, transparency, results focused, and please don't let any passengers distract you from driving. Mr. Banfu, we want to say a big thank you to you. Mabel, you want to ask him a question? Thank you. You should have told me you were going to do this. <laughs> well, and I've come better prepared. <laughs> but, but thank but, you very but, much, Alex. I think you've but, you if impacted on my on my career quite a lot. And um, what what we say, um, and and you'd be surprised. All the people that's gone through or that went through GSMF, we call ourselves BIMS, and it, it stands for Banfield Institute of Management. Because we learned a lot from you, and it's mm-hmm. impacted on our career life. So thank you, thank you very much. Thank you too, because the teacher is only good enough if you are good student. <laughs> <laughs> it is 29 minutes past the hour of seven o'clock. So those are the thoughts of Alex Bamful, who now knows that he has a Bamful, um, Bamful what? Institute of Management students. Um, people who have gone through his hands, who have gone on to achieve great things. If you are a member of the BIMS and you are listening tonight, send us your thoughts on zero two four nine 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 five five five. Let from outside, let me go inside, <coughs> inside the circles of Mabel's life. The people that she hangs out with. One of them is in the studio, but the one that is outside the studio is very important. So let me. Say a good evening to a very good friend of Mabel. Hello, good evening. Hi, good evening. Let me start by 
congratulating you, Doctor to be oh Irene Akwaku. No, no, no. Today is about Mabel. <laughs> you let me let me congratulate you. I'm sure it's 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 in place to congratulate thank you. You'll be you'll be graduating on Saturday. Is that correct? Thank you. Graduation is on Saturday, so thank you in advance. Irene, we are proud of you here thank at Springboard. You. You've been here thank before, so and we just celebrate you for your doctorate. Uh, what what's your doctorate in? It's in uh, microfinance. I did the sustainability of MFIs in Ghana. So that's what my thesis is on. Microfinance Institute. What a timing to do a, a doctorate study it's on microfinance. The Lord, the Lord yeah. will bless you. Oh, <laughs> it will contribute to national development. The Lord, honestly, it's in the direction of the Lord. Yeah, so timely. Please, yeah. So that, that's it. A graduation is on Saturday. And so it's, it's, it's still in the pipeline. So I want to make that official. Ne- next week, Sunday, I'll call you doctor and it will be very legal. <laughs> Let's start yes. with your sister, Mabel, in the, in the studio. What? <laughs> What is the thing that you like about her the most? And then after that one, what is the thing that you hate about her the most? <laughs> okay. The thing I like about her the most is if you want someone to give you a candid opinion about an issue, just go to Mabel, okay? She'll just give you her candid opinion. And most often than not, she's quite right. And what I hate most is that the way she transmits the candid opinion, it's like what you've done, Christ, is, is nothing. You know, that's, that's the bit that... Um, you, you try to marry the two that doesn't, doesn't go well. But she'll just give you the candid opinion and it's like you're holding, let's say, a presentation. And so she just poke the nose and point things out that are not right. And then you're there holding it and you're like, oh, so really you didn't do much. So that's the other side too. But if you want someone to just give you and tell you what the straight thing is, is Mabel. <laughs> All right, so I have a feeling that this opinion that this opinion that Irene has given her, if I go inside your firm, I'll get the same opinion. If the person is bold enough to tell you, but Irene, what, where do you see where do you see your sister ten years from now? Where do you see me about ten oh years? Oh my from goodness! I I I probably she will probably have would have turned the whole insurance industry around or may go into another industry. Trust Mabel. She would probably think of another industry other than insurance. But I think to to go through to start or go into, let's say, crisis situations and turn it round for those um, companies to make profits, it really thumbs up for her. And so I, the sky and beyond are here now. It's not the sky. And beyond is even her limit. And in 10 years' time, I'm really hoping that if it's not just insurance, whatever industry that she finds herself in, she would have turned it around as well. Oh, a friend loves at all times, and a brother or a sister is born for adversity. Irene, thank you very much for your thoughts. You are so welcome. beautiful living tribute to your sister Mabel. I'm going to come to the registrar in the studio to give me her thoughts in a minute, but it's 33 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock and this is Springboard, your virtual university. We're talking today to Mabel Nana Nyakwa, probably finding out about her life, her faith, her work, her values, her choices. And this is the series we call Leaders Digest. We just hang out with leaders and find out what makes them tick? What have they learned? What have they done? What are they doing? What will they do next? And what do they think those on the journey to leadership must do? And this is the conversation that we are having for tonight. It, it will soon be time for our Data is King segment. And Amos will be asking us one simple question. Charlie, what you see in the office and what you see at home, do they match or they don't match? It's a very big question. Amos, come into the studio and take your seat as we get ready for our, our data is king segment. 
But before that, let me go into let me go into Saham and find out if somebody will tell us it is is it a Margaret Thatcher model? Is it a Margaret Thatcher model or it is a Mother Teresa model? Hello, good evening, sir. Hi, good evening. Actually, the voice alone. This is a Saham voice. <laughs> All right, so for the benefit of Mabel, who's craning her neck into the microphone, please tell her who you are. Tell Mabel that this is William. William Neumensa is the chief commercial officer. He holds the cash at Saham. William, is it is it Mother Teresa or it's, it, it, it is Magetacha? I think that is is basically a combination of both. Um, I would first of all say that you have um, one of the best CEOs sitting right in front of you. And let me start for myself. In the, in the earlier question you asked Mabel about the kind of people that she chooses for a thing, I came into insurance having have zero knowledge. I'm actually a chemical engineer. And Mabel trusted me and recruited me to an executive team. Not to do anything, but to sell insurance, something I know nothing about. You know, so that's the kind of person that she is. And she actually held my hand, and I can tell you that Mabel is such an achiever. So, so William, as a result of Mabel's very curious way of doing things, your background is chemical engineering. You are working in the insurance industry, and now you are a chief commercial officer. You have three legs to stand on in life. You, you are blessed. <laughs> So tell me, the question that no one likes being asked, what don't you like about your boss? I think that um, two things. In the earlier answer about integrity, I think Mabel is an extreme form of upholding ethics in everything. And if I tell you the number of businesses that I have lost, because Mabel would not just do what everybody is doing to win businesses. She would say no. Absolutely no. And then the the second thing is Mabel will stretch you beyond limit. And you do it, you do the proposal, she will review, she will still have something to say. You keep on tweaking till you get to the the expected result that she's looking for. And I think that in doing all this and within Saham, I mean, I'm very impressed to tell you that in less than two years, Mabel had grown the portfolio by more than 60%. So, William, this one, your next evaluation, don't bother to just sit down and smile. You will get a promotion, I'm telling you, in the name of the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm just enjoying listening to the various perspectives from former bosses, current current staff, friends. But I am bringing my brother Daniel Dazi. Daniel is a springboard associate and he will read the, the Echo Bank message for us after which we will take a brief break. When we come back, we we'll just begin to wind up as we prepare for the president's message to the nation tonight. Daniel, what is Ecobank saying? Ecobank is asking you if you're a trader or a merchant looking to grow your business. This is the time to go faster and go further with the Ecobank Digi Banking Pack now. This is designed specially with the growth of your business in mind. It means zero opening balance, no monthly purchase charges, automatic access to Ecobank's payments and collection solutions, loan of up to 200,000 Ghana cities and much more. 
The EcoBank Digibanking Pack also comes with capacity building and financial literacy programs to empower you grow your business. Now, to find out more about how to grow faster and go further with a bank that understands your business, visit the nearest EcoBank branch called Toll Free on 3225 or contact us on digipackgh at ecobank.com. EcoBank Mobile App is a CIMG Product of the Year 2018. EcoBank is two-time CIMG Hall of Fame Bank and EcoBank, the first and only national credited entity to the Green Climate Fund. Of course, we don't need to add that EcoBank is the Pan-African Bank. We'll be right back. Alright. Charlie, where are you? Boss man. I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank on my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? Ecobank, bro. With Ecobank Mobile App, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid AMA school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Wale Wale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the Ecobank Mobile App from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. EcoBank Mobile app has got it covered. EcoBank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the EcoBank way. EcoBank, the Pan-African bank. And Springboard is the virtual university. Thank you, my brother, Daniel. I'm sure you smiled when Liverpool won yesterday. Even though dubiously. All right, so let's <laughs> let's go to our data skin segment. And Amos is asking a simple question: Charlie, do you talk nicely in public, and then when you go home, pull a cane and start chasing the children all over the house, or there's an alignment between what you say? I, I, I went to a funeral one day um, in a rural community. And as people were crying and saying, oh, the man was a good man and everything. Some children say, oh, this man, he was a wicked man. And I say, hey, don't tell me that you don't, you don't say that to your funerals. But they have said it already. The children have said it already. It was, what do you have for us today? Thank you, Rev. The Data is King segment is premised on the fact that statistical data organized and presented in the right context improves understanding, reduces uncertainty, and facilitates accurate prediction of outcomes. So our, stati- our stat- statistic of the day is on integrity. Right. According to the CEO success study by PwC, 39% of CEOs in 2018 quit for reasons related to unethical behavior. Right. Meanwhile, a survey conducted by Robert Half Management Resources cited integrity as the most important attribute for business leaders to possess. It was cited by 75% of workers as the most important attribute and 46% of chief financial officers as the most important attribute. Integrity is important for commercial success. A Transparency International report shows that companies with anti-corruption programs and strong ethical guidelines are found to suffer up to 50% fewer incidents of corruption than those without such programs. Therefore, integrity minimizes financial loss that could be incurred from corruption. So our concluding question for tonight is... Are your private and public lives aligned as a leader? How would you feel if the things you do in private 
were published in the newspaper. Amos, you need personal security. (laughs) 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 The kind of questions you come and ask in this studio. One of these days. One of these days. (laughs) What is the level of alignment between your personal and your public values? Is it 100%? Is it 50%? Or is it zero? Something to chew on from our Data is King segment. We want to say a big thank you to Amos. As always, splendid in, in delivering on alignment, integrity, and alignment. Very soon, I'll tell you why Tesla broke all the rules and also broke all the records. There is a positive correlation between breaking rules and breaking records. After all, maybe I'll see sometimes go for the unconventional. So let me hear what the listeners are saying. Um, to Mabel. Let me start with Duncan Kofi Osebre who says, Mabel is solid, very loyal and dependable. Somebody I've known for the last 12 years and everywhere she goes she is outstanding, a true friend and may the Lord bless her. Mm-hmm. Somebody's talking about your leadership lessons. Oreku from Suhum he says, obedience is what I've learned. I try not to challenge leadership unduly. I only do if my leader is veering off our set target. <laughs> Yesterday I went to a program and somebody asked me what if your leader is blowing fuse? How <laughs> do you tell them that they are blowing fuse? So In I fact, Q&A, for one minute I couldn't talk. <laughs> In the end, I get the best answer. I don't even know whether that was the correct answer. Let me say a big good evening to the whole of ICGC Passover Temple at Dodua. It was a beautiful time. But the question that you asked me, it was a very difficult question. I must tell you that. How do you tell your boss when he or she has body odor? Ouch. It's not easy. As we think about that one, I'm going to go to the Game Changer segment. Mabel says one of her values is to do something out of this world. Innovation change difference it's something that tesla is noted for so comfort what is what, what do we have for our game changer segment today today we are talking about being unconventional and looking at the tesla story well oh my goodness what did tesla do these are the words of rafael zamet which echoed the thoughts of many observers, both in person and online, when Tesla unveiled their latest electronic, electric um, vehicle, the Cybertruck. <laughs> but Zamet is not your average observer. Rafael Zamet is the head of the Masters in Transportation Design Program at the College of Fine Arts in Detroit which is at the heart of the American automobile industry. The light-duty pickup truck is the most lucrative sector of the American industry, and it is characterized by fiercely loyal brand ambassadors and a fairly traditional aesthetic look. So what did Tesla do when they tried to enter the light-duty pickup truck market? Did they stick to the scripts? and create a truck with the traditional silhouettes? Absolutely not. They threw the rule book out of the window and created a truck that looked more like a Mars rover than the truck Mars compared it to, the Ford F-150. Today, our game changer is breaking the rules. According to Zamet, the Cybertruck breaks literally every rule he teaches his students. The truck's sharp angles, while strategically sound, breaks from the design convention of adding unnecessary mass to make vehicles look safe. 
the Cybertruck even breaks Tesla's own rules of design. In the decade the company has existed, its cars have always favored gentle curves and swooping lines. Everything the Cybertruck certainly is not. So how did the Cybertruck's departure from tradition pay off? Well, the Cybertruck is likely to be cheaper to produce due to the flat angular features. It has shock value, which means it's either loved or hated and certainly not ignored. This drew the attention of the world to the Cybertruck without paying for advertising nor promotion. This attention has paid off very well as well financially. The Cybertruck was pre-ordered 250,000 times in less than a week. And at $100 a pre-order, this gives Tesla a a, a handy $25 million to play with until the trucks are ready to be delivered in 2021. (laughs) So, a quote from Albert Einstein will sum up the situation perfectly. He says, I have only two rules which I regard as principles of conduct. The first are, have no rules. The second, be independent of the ideas or opinion of others. So in this week, don't be afraid to break from the convention to create something truly special. This has been a game changer on Springboard. Have a phenomenal week. What rules are you ready to break? What, What innovations are you ready to create? I'm finding out that, Charlie, if you get $100 in every pre-order and you get 250000 maybe you could do it $25 million. It will change your balance sheet at once. William will be smiling even more at you. All right. So this is the virtual university. Our, our series is called the, the, the Leaders Digest. Um, series and our first guest is Mabel, publicity of Saham Insurance. We've been finding out a few thoughts about her. We found out from her mentor, we found out from her subordinates, we found out from her friends. And so far, there's alignment between what they are saying and what she said. But we'll keep testing the thoughts. Let me find out from another industry leader what he thinks about her. And Nashiru Idrisu, another CEO, is saying, great interview. Mabel is a great unconventional leader. Keep inspiring and being different. Charlie, Mabel, the word that keeps coming up is unconventional, unconventional, and unconventional. I'm going to call your husband after the show and ask him uh, whether you are unconventional as a wife. Let me find out. Probably will say it. Yes, huh? <laughs> I have a feeling he will. What, what kind of legacy would you like to leave at the end of your career? Okay, so, um, and this is something that's come to me recently. As I've done um, a lot of turnarounds and having had to change people and bring in new people into, into the company, um, one of the things that I think I'm going to be passionate about in the next four years, I'm hoping to retire soon, though, by the way, um, uh, is to pull up the younger ones um, in the industry especially. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I haven't thought about how I'm going to do it, but I feel that it's something I so passionately want to do, get the young um, industry people to start appreciating what they must do and know to be able to rise up and do things properly. When, when, 
we've been through in recent times we've done we've been through interviews trying to bring in people you know and sometimes you can do seven eight and this is an executive level or middle level management you go through eight head-hunted people and not find one and i think that as in as leaders in the industry we need to start looking at who are we leaving whatever we are creating for to look after so succession is big for you so big there's been there's been a lot of debate in success about succession in the past in the past um couple of years I, I love to use football because quite a number of our listeners are football people and so they get to easily appreciate the illustrations that we use. And I find that even people who don't follow corporate stuff can understand succession when you use um, stories about football. So, for instance, in one of our, in one of our um, data skin segments, Amos, Amos's segments, he talked about the percentage of leaders who fail when they come right after a very successful leader, which means that if you are, let's say, an Alex Ferguson, you've been uh, you've been the boss at Manchester United for 28 years or whatever, when you go, the likelihood that the next person will feel was about probably 45% or something, and that was real. Now, let me bring on Arsenal. They had the second longest um, reigning manager. The one who came after him has lasted for 15 months or 18 months and is off. So definitely it's a real issue. Succession and also the ability to succeed after somebody who has done very well is a big issue. Let me, let me close with your thoughts about, um, about this nation. What excites you about this nation and what worries you about this nation? Okay, so let me start with what worries me. <laughs> I think that maybe because I am just performance-oriented, I, I, our systems just don't work. And there's just too much indiscipline in every aspect of whatever we do, on the roads, in the way we do business, and even when you go to the markets, it's it's just amazing. And I've, I've been thinking... And every now and then have the thought, how do we change that indiscipline that will eventually impact on our systems and make structures work? Because the structures don't work because we're just indisciplined. And if we got the discipline right, if people will just have things working the way it should work, what prevents us from getting to a crossroad and having the, the sensibilities of saying, I, got, I was a third to get here, so the first two should go and I go. Right. It's as simple as that. But yeah, we will all go to the middle and clock, and then there's traffic and we don't move. And it's So that's what you don't like? I just can't. What start. is it that you like? Um, that's a tough one. I live here, and I run a company here. So I love the fact that we are able to do business in an environment where there's a lot of freedom and there's a lot of um, I mean the systems would, won't work but you're still able to create something within that and I love the fact that because you find environments where you you can have everything but you can't even be, you are not able to just live and, and do stuff so I love the fact that there's a lot of uh, what's the word there's, a, there's opportunities, there's stability you're able to 
to do business. do business. You are able to plan your life because you know that, you know, in the next five to ten years, nothing major is going to happen and you can live, you can plan. You can do you have political aspirations? No, not at all. I don't think I can do politics. Never say never. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can do politics because of the way we do politics in this country. So that's one thing you don't like, how we do our politics. No. All right. Let me find out from you, if before you sign off, are there any thank yous you want to say to people who have helped you along the way? Yeah, certainly. And the first one is to my husband. I don't think I could have done any of what I've achieved Without him, he's my rock. You have absolutely no idea. Um, sometimes I know I don't. I am not the conventional. I, I, I confess. <laughs> <laughs> but he understands me in a way that I don't understand myself, and that has really built us um, in a very special way. And so, Della, thank you, both you and, and Gigi. Thank you so much for what you do for me and making it easy for me to be able to step out there and do what I do. Um, right. Yes, and I think uh, the next are, of course, my parents who basically taught me integrity and taught me to to live my word. I, my father will have it no way. You just have right. to live it. So, thank you. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? The, the, the listeners told us where they will see you. Where, 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 where do you think you will be? Where, where, do, where do you see yourself? I, I, I've been telling everybody in recent times how I'm retiring in the next five years. Be careful what you wish for. I know, right? All right, it's four minutes to the hour of, of eight o'clock. Let me give the last thoughts to my boss. Comfort, what about this interview will stay in your mind after we leave you? Um, I think um, the fact that we called different people from different aspects of their, of their life <clears throat> but they kind of converged in their thoughts and um, 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 synopsis about what they, they, they how they feel they find they find her and therefore that's that's what really resonates with me and especially since I've known her for so long as well it makes me very happy to see her on the other side of the table <laughs> and um, see her um, under pressure <laughs> well she that she doesn't, she doesn't look at somebody who had any pressure at all, but um, we've had a great time talking to Mabel Nana Nyakwa, probably the CEO of Saham Insurance, trying to unpack the vision, the, the values, the choices, and very importantly, the learnings that undergird her life as a business leader. And I'm sure you've written down your own notes. Next week, Sunday, join us for another enthralling edition of Springboard of Virtual University. But coming up next, you don't want to miss this one for all the jollof in, not Nigeria, Ghana. The theme, the benefits of Thanksgiving, the guest, Reverend Abraham Lanti, but the host, Daniel Dazi, hosting A Walk with Jesus. You don't want to miss this one. Keep your dials locked right there. So we come your way again next week. My name is Albert, and on behalf of Comfort Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, Emmanuel, and Jojo, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night.